it's interesting you've got a feature this month and it's well, I guess it's a lot of what we talk about at this time mm. of year more energy less fatigue now I slept last night like a baby I don't know I must have had eight hours sleep but I woke up this morning feeling a bit heavy a bit slow you know a little bit a little bit lightheaded I had to have a, a Barocca this morning which I don't like to do but I thought I need to get my blood sugar levels up so mm. it's a, a challenge isn't it at this time of year I think as well people are coming to the stage where they've worked really hard all year long they are definitely in need of a break um, the temperatures are roaring high and the humidity levels as well We're, we we kind of forget them um, and what they do to our systems but you do get quite dehydrated because of this humidity and it can have an effect on you throughout the day so hydration is a big thing so it's probably good to check in on how much hydration you have had have been having over the over the week yeah um also of course uh, you know as we said earlier that you know the conditions that you sleep in and probably also what how you know how your nutrition has been for that day whether it, you know it's allowing you to get into that deep sleep i mean i personally last night had a horrible night because my brain was on, on on the hundred all night long it was just <laughs> going around and around and around so this morning I feel I like I, I really need a good eight hours so I'm jealous of you Suzanne oh, quite jealous there you go well I did make me wonder because I was it was quite warm last night I, I kind of let the AC go off halfway through the night and uh and I like that. I was warm and so I was sleeping deeply, but then it had its effect this morning because I was probably dehydrated. So it made me wonder, you know, what are the temperatures that you're sleeping in? What do you prefer? How do you sleep well at this time of year? What you're doing at this time of year to beat the heat and keep your energy up and the fatigue at bay. We're going to be getting into this article, More Energy, Less Fatigue with Eileen in just a few moments. So let us know how you manage it at this time of year. Hopefully you're keeping exercising, hopefully you're keeping healthy, but how do you manage the humidity, the heat? Uh, what do you allow for? Now, of course, one of the things to keep cool is to go swimming, to get in the water. Yeah, it was, it's difficult when you have younger kids. I mean, now I'm at a much more relaxed time of my life because my kids are older and uh, they, are, uh, they swim confidently and so when we were at anywhere, you know, I don't have that kind of worry. But it, I, I do remember the years when they were younger and, you know, in a split second, anything can change. And that is what's so fearful when it comes to children and water. And, you know, you really, uh, any of the people that I know and who have, who have had, you know, the misfortune of having incidents or even worse still at, at death because of water, you know, it, the, the, the main thing that they will say that, that's common between all of them is that I just left for one second. Mm. You know, it seems like one second, but it could have been one minute. But so many things can happen. And, and another thing as well is that when kids are together in the water, you think, oh, yeah, they're together. They're having fun. They're with each other. They're fine. But some kids you know, can duck other kids underwater without realizing, oh, this is playful, but they're actually, you know, potentially drowning them. Mm, mm. So you can never really take your eyes off them. Never, 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 never going in for that cup of water, fixing another coffee or getting another bottle of whatever. Or a towel or just, you you know, looking around thinking there's other adults there, there's other children there, they'll be fine. Uh, It's really interesting. And I've been uh, talking to Timony about this, Timony Hammersley, who is going to be joining us after 11 o'clock from Water Babies Dubai. And uh, some of the things she's been telling me, I had no idea of. So, you know, do stay tuned for that because just being aware... and particularly looking at children between the ages of one and four, which is the most common age for drowning. Um, how old were your three children when they learned to swim? Um, 
I think I was much slower with the first one. Um, I think she was probably about four. And I, I, I will say this, that we used the, the armbands for a while. And because of that, it took her ages to take them off. She didn't want to, to take them off at all. You know, she became quite dependent on them. Um, then, I mean, obviously, she turned out to be a great swimmer. Um, the others, we did it much quicker because we got a pool in the garden. And it had to have been. It mm. had to be. There was no other way around it. Even though, in saying that, again, it's not... Um, a fail-safe where just because they swim that you forget about it just mm. leave them there mm. because as I say there can come a time where kids have fun with yeah. each other and they could be running trip fall yeah. bang their head looking at this month's issue of women be healthy be fit be you that's women health and fitness magazine and all sorts to get involved in uh, why you need to cut the carb craziness that's something we'll be looking at a little bit later as well uh, interesting when we think you know reduce the carbs well last night I had a bit of a carbohydrate and just a little bit a few carbs just before I went to bed I don't usually do that but I did sleep really well however woke up this morning feeling a bit dehydrated so when to get your carbs into your daily diet into mm. your daily nutrition and when maybe you need to avoid them because I'm a bit of a dichotomy I'm trying to shift some of the tummy weight and that's to me sugar but then again I need to take a few carbs as well to keep the energy and your blood sugar levels right so there's a lot to consider yeah what is all in energy in in Suzanne and energy out you know it depends how much calories you're getting in and how much you're expending during the day and uh, through creating a deficit is the only way you actually get to shift the weight and that for people with busy lifestyles is quite difficult so we try to educate them uh, with uh, features that will give them other uh, ideas for the type of nutrition they can have and when when specifically they should be taking this type of nutrition is very important let's take a look at the first article with the holy month of ramadan about to happen um we are forecasting towards the end of this week and you and your family will be marking this special time and you've given some really uh useful and lovely ramadan tips this year yeah, we actually focused two, two features in this month's uh, uh, issue on Ramadan. One through f- with uh, lively nutritionists who are always great to give us their knowledge. And also from a, a, a yogi, who a very uh, popular yogi in the country, who gave his ideas on how to stay fit and healthy. And, you know, use Ramadan how it should be. And that is, you know, a month of reflection and uh, spiritual uh, spirituality. And, you know, enjoying it for what it is and not getting too taken up about am I going to gain weight or am I going to lose weight it's not the month for that although it is a time of year for people when they might gain weight during whilst fasting of this is very very common and I think that you know more and more people are realizing of course obviously if they've been f- fasting all their lives they know their bodies at this stage but uh, for me example I, I fast I think it's probably eight or nine years now since I um convert I think sorry it's 10 years since I converted to Islam um, and uh, some months I, some some years I find it also depends on when Ramadan is mm. I mean we actually know I think this is the longest uh, Ramadan we've had in 32 years the hours of fasting that is so um, it's going to be quite difficult um, and also because of the, the, t- the high temperatures that we have to deal with during the day so hydration will be a big part of of your uh, iftar and your meal time or your meals after your you you break your fast but as i was saying with me um i i don't fluctuate that much really and i i think i've probably taught myself now that you know after iftar it's important to treat the rest of the hours as you would the rest of the day so iftar is like your breakfast 
Okay. So I think a lot of people, if they keep that in mind, you know, eat, eat a little bit and then maybe an hour or two later again. And actually, I like to exercise after iftar as well, but I wait for a while because your body is quite, can be quite sluggish because you haven't eaten in, a while, eaten in 15, 16 hours or whatever, that it takes a long time for the digestion to kick in and hence you feel a lot sluggish and, uh, fit, you know, lethargic. But do you take a nap in the afternoon? How does your day, does your day just continue exactly as it always does, but between the hours of daylight in the morning and the evening, you're not eating? So when it comes to your exercise routine, your daily work, your husband, he's got a lot on as well. Mm. So how does your day, does it change? Yeah, um, we tend to, I mean, the kids now will obviously, there's still two weeks left in school for my children. So we have a different timing schedule for the children to go to school. So they don't have to be in school until 8.30, which is great. And they'll be picked up at half one. So um, it's, a, it's a good chunk of the day that's, you know, not as long as what it used to be with regard to the kids at school. Um, for us, the office, uh, usually the staff, uh, and we all leave about 3, 3.30 um during iftar or during ramadan months and then you you kind of i think for me i definitely would have to say the hardest part of ramadan would be the fluid intake the fact that i can't have a coffee or i can't have water because to be honest with you with food i could i could go and not eat at all no problem do you know what i mean until the evening and it doesn't bother me at all in fact a couple of days this week i have tried that just to try and get my system ready for what's ahead of just having the fluid and it's it's fine but you know when it comes to ramadan there isn't any coffee and there isn't any water Mm. but if you have enough fluid in the hours that you're not fasting you are definitely not going to feel it as bad the next day and also of course and and that this is featured in the article as well as the type of foods that you do take in during the hours of non-fasting has a whole effect on how you're going to behave the next day when we come back we'll take a look at some of those foods and also uh, keeping up with the exercise if you're somebody that follows an exercise regime how do you manage that during the month the weeks of Ramadan and the holy month Eileen Domiati is here editor-in-chief of Women's Health and Fitness magazine as we're looking through the pages of this month's issue how do you manage the heat this time of year how do you keep your energy energy levels up and the fatigue at bay and particularly if you are exercising what do you do to help you get through the day keeping you sharp healthy feeling good feeling alive because many of us are feeling sluggish slowing down and uh, and I don't think it's a bad thing to slow down I think we have to be respectful of the environment and the climate we're in but nevertheless we've still got things to do we still need to keep our exercise going I've been doing boot camp you didn't know that did you Eileen oh you didn't tell me that Missy <laughs> I'm a secret boot camper oh my yeah. goodness uh, yeah so um, indoors or outdoors outdoors oh you're even yeah. more crazier it's hard it is hard but I tell you what I feel a lot better for it so if you can make yourself get up at five o'clock in the morning and be there for 6 a.m you know the dog has to get up earlier as well get him walked get over there and do the class really happy at the moment with your boot camp i'm sure (laughs) yeah upset his schedule pretty nicely (laughs) yeah so uh yeah let us know how you're managing it all and uh taking a look at the holy month of ramadan as that is upon us and how to stay healthy uh whilst fasting and also whilst exercising um some of the foods that will help you through those hours that you can eat to sustain you through the hours of fasting 
Okay, uh, the main thing with fasting and breaking your fast is that you will have, your body will have this natural tendency to go for high fat foods. It just does because it needs, it, it just, it, it craves it. it, it needs the sugar rush that you, you, you've lacked all day long. So being careful um, with what you choose for your iftar meal is very important. Um, also, I think it has been proven that people who break up their meals so they don't have this huge meal at iftar and break it you know have something small some dates uh water uh, some juices but we have to be very careful with juices because juices are can be very high in sugars and a lot of them are loaded in sugars and you know it's definitely going to be uh one of the things that's going to be a f- to factor in when you come when it comes to weight gain at the end of the month um then your you know a soup is brilliant because it's it it kind of it's the right temperature for heating the stomach to aid digestion for later on so if you had a soup and you could have soup even as a main meal and then maybe an hour or two later have a you know maybe a salad and a protein and again you know you're you're open to so much variety of foods that are available for iftars and when you go to invite or when you're invited you know it's not just one dish that's on the table it's three four five dishes and you feel compelled to take from this but it's what's really important throughout this is your digestion Mm. so allowing your body because you're hungry you want to eat but allowing your body to take you know maybe smaller portions and little breaks in between so your body can process the food if it's fasted all day for many many hours and then you suddenly load the system up that's going to have an effect on you yeah it is and you know it's automatically going to make you feel sluggish and and fatigued and hence why a lot of people actually after iftar are can be found thrown on the floor uh, or asleep for an hour you know once they finish their prayers etc but it's because the sum the, the the digestion is under you know tremendous effort at, the, at that particular time so choosing foods that are lighter and less fat in them you know you can have foods that are tasty without you don't have to compromise on taste if you just if you want to watch your calories you can put things in the oven you can boil them you can grill them you can steam them and they can still taste wonderful just you know to you know not to compromise in taste do a lot of uh, marination add spices add herbs etc but uh, one thing to watch out for and that is the salt the salt is uh, a factor where you will be affected the next day as a result not only because of the water retention you have because with the with the salt but it will also make you feel bloated and the next day you will be thirstier so watching foods that have high salt intake is important and exercising so if you're going to the gym if you are running if you're continuing with your exercise program and regime how to manage that whilst fasting at the same time well a lot of people have the the logic that you know i've been fasting all day if i go to the gym and i'm going to you know thrash myself for another hour before iftar i'm going to speed up my metabolism uh, metabolism and it'll give me more room for ingesting more calories it's not true really because what you're doing is fatiguing the body and making yourself lethargic and making yourself more prone to injury Plus, uh, probably making yourself run down as well, because your body isn't. It doesn't have the energy in it. It doesn't have the fuel in the tank to get you through a workout. So rather than doing it and pushing yourself before iftar, why not wait 
finish, uh, have a light meal at iftar, wait for an hour or two, and then do your exercise. Now, some people who are listening will say, that's not in my schedule. My schedule is before iftar. If that is the case, then try and use um, a system where your lightweight training or Pilates, let's say, or yoga is a brilliant exercise to have before iftar. Um, you're not sweating so much in it. That is, it. that is if you're not doing Bikram yoga. I would strongly not recommend Bikram yoga before iftar because of the hydration that's required. Um, you are, you know, put yourself in a position where you're not overly exerting your body. You are still burning calories. You're still keeping your body active. You're still going to be on top of things and you won't feel any different uh, or less worse off uh, at the end of the month. And I know there are people like myself who, if I don't exercise, forget about the calorie thing, uh, expenditure. I just, I just don't feel good. I, I like to feel good through exercise. Um, so I do, whether depending on the timing, um, if it's before or uh, after, I, I won't push myself too far. Check out the feature, the article in Women's Health and Fitness magazine with the tips to keep you healthy and energised throughout the holy month of Ramadan. And also uh, asking you, what do you do at this time of year to beat the heat and keep your energy up and the fatigue at bay? Because actually for everybody with the added humidity and temperatures, what that's doing to our body. When we come back, we'll be looking at some of the things we need to be really aware of. We say hydration, but what about the blood sugar levels? What temperature are you sleeping in at night in your bedroom? Let us know that. What do you prefer? Let's uh, find out what everybody's doing with regards to temperature when we're sleeping. But also uh, when it comes to magnesium and maybe supplements and maybe something you might need to help balance you out a little bit more at this time of year as it gets hotter and it's getting more and more humid. What do you do at to, to beat the heat really and to keep your energy up uh, we're taking a look at this month's issue of women's health and fitness magazine with editor-in-chief that's eileen domiati and uh, more energy less fatigue is what we're looking at asking you what do you do to keep your energy levels up and also uh, ditch the fridge and eat for energy now the ditch the fridge article foods that should never be refrigerated tomatoes apparently <laughs> yes tomatoes is one of them it was news to me too uh, refrigeration causes tomatoes to lose their flavor and turn mealy mm. and that's you know tomatoes I, I, one thing about when I have a salad and if I have tomatoes in it and if they just they look like a tomato and they don't taste like a tomato it frustrates me beyond and I think one of the reasons is because we do uh, keep them in the fridge for you know losing their flavor so um, avoid putting tomatoes in the fridge bananas don't put those in the fridge. No. Um, avocados. Uh, don't store um, an underripe avocado in the fridge, but an already ripe or cut avocado can be refrigerated. So that's good. I think it'll help to prevent it from going brown as well. And also, I, I, I do know that if you squeeze lemon, obviously, on these, it'll stop them from browning. Um, basil, uh, the fresh herb, it wilts faster if it's in the fridge. Bread, unless it's sliced sandwich bread, you'll use up in a few days. The refrigerator will dry the bread out quickly. Coffee, which was a new one for me to, too, because I know several people who do keep their coffee in the fridge. Um, whole or ground beans will lose flavour and absorb other order, odours from the fridge. So we don't want our coffee tasting of onion or something or garlic. <laughs> and yeah, this time of year again, because it's warm, yeah. you know, we want to keep things fresh and uh, keeping cool. Uh, yeah, so I, I keep my coffee in the fridge, absolutely. But you're saying not to do that. No, well, that's what the, the, you're advised against doing anyways in order to not um, have your coffee full of odours from the fridge. Um, olive oil, I don't know if many people put olive oil in the fridge, but it is one of them. This will uh, condense and harden in the fridge. Onions, the moisture of the fridge will turn onions soft and mouldy. 
Um, garlic, the cloves and the heads of garlic sprout and get rubbery in the refrigerator. And potatoes, the cold refrigerator will quickly convert... Uh, this is interesting, actually. They, it'll quickly convert the potato starch to sugar. So if you put your potatoes in the fridge, you're more likely to get a sugary uh, potato um, than the, 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 the proper one that you would be boiling and cooking um, if you could leave it outside. And it gives it also, it also gives it a, a gritty texture by keeping it in the refrigerator. So there you go. It's just one of the little pieces in this mm. month's issue of Women's Health and Fitness, uh, eating well, living well. And uh, when it comes to eating for energy, what do we need to consider? Well, this particular feature or piece is based on the fact that we could be um, magnesium deficient, uh, a mineral that we have in the body naturally. We have about 25 grams of it in the body. Now, the thing with uh, magnesium is that it cannot be, you cannot do a test to know if you are deficient or not. So you have to know how you're feeling. And some of the, the uh, side effects of being um, deficient of in, in magnesium is feeling exhausted, losing your appetite and a very common one is actually getting lots of muscle cramps and I do and I have found this personally myself where I, where I was getting spasms in my calf muscles and in my in my toes and um, I started taking magnesium and it made a huge difference and not only did it make a huge difference with relieving the cramps but it also um, helped me sleep yeah and the thing about magnesium I think it's, I've, I've also started taking magnesium I've got the spray yeah. I spray it on so it absorbs faster into the system mm-hmm. and uh, it's magnesium's a great uh, element to help you with other uh, vitamins and uh, and um, minerals in, that you need in your body it will help you absorb certain ones better so vitamin D vitamin A things like that so we always think vitamin C is the key vitamin mm. but actually vitamin A is really important I think vitamin D is really important mm. magnesium can help you if you've got a good magnesium level in your body it can help you absorb those better well not only uh, is it, does it help with that but it, it's involved with over 300 biochemical reactions in the body um, um, muscle and bone function, muscle and nerve function. Your blood pressure is regulated through uh, with magnesium. It's one of the things. And protein, protein synthesis. These are just a few of the things that magnesium is responsible for. And the fact that most of it is in our bones and in our soft tissue. Again, you can't know by doing a blood test if you have it or not, if you have a deficiency in it. So by getting enough in your system through your nutrition is probably the best way to go. And then supplementation um, would be the next. But we advise in the in the feature to... Um, get uh, you know an advice from your doctor before you start dosing yourself with magnesium because excessive magnesium from a supplement can put your heart at risk mm. so it's something like to be anything careful. that you take really just be careful and make sure that you check first so I suppose the, the, the question that would be on people's minds is where do I get magnesium from and that would be you have al- almonds Let's also probably mention the amount that we should get daily uh, from our diet is about 360 milligrams of of magnesium that you in foods that you should be getting into your diet every day. So almonds, there's 80 80 milligrams in one ounce. You have spinach. I mean, we have it all listed out here. I won't go through all of them, but black beans, peanut butter, um, soya milk, plain or vanilla, uh, shredded wheat, spinach cooked, cashews 
whole wheat bread, potatoes baked with the skin gives you 43 milligrams. Um, a half cup of rice, uh, brown rice has 42 milligrams. And low-fat uh, plain yogurt has 42 milligrams also. So there are lots of ways of getting it into our diet naturally without having to supplement. But if you feel like that you are still having some symptoms um, that could be related to this deficiency, then why not? I definitely felt a lot better. But I was taking the effervescent one, which you d- dilute in the water, which obviously goes into the, the system uh, better than it would be if I was taking a supplement tablet where it needs to be broken down. So I can't tell you how I felt how I felt going off into my nice deep sleep. And I was wondering, how does it have that effect? But it does. It has, it has a, a way of relaxing the muscles in the body. And that hence obviously helps you sleep better. So what do you do to keep your energy levels up? Are you taking a supplement? Um, hydration, of course, uh, people are saying. And uh, do not underestimate how much you need to be drinking water to keep your hydration levels uh, up to par um, sleep is all important and we talk about the quality of sleep a lot on the show but it really again doesn't want to be underestimated if you're not getting good sleep if you're having a stressed life you know all these things can impact your health negatively in the long term but if you're not sleeping so well because of the temperatures, maybe the air conditioning, what do you find being the best temperature for you? Because I think it's interesting to note that if you're too warm, if you're dehydrated, your blood sugar levels might drop. You might Your blood pressure may drop. Mm-hmm. So there are things to consider. Eileen, how do you like your sleeping space? Do you like it icy <laughs> cold? Do you like it warm? How do well, you like it? Well, anyone who walks into my room, the first thing they'll say is, Eileen, this is Baltic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely freezing. And I, I don't like it any other way. And you know what? Uh, the, irony, the irony of it is, is that even when the weather is cool outside, I still want the AC on because I've got so addicted to the sound. I think I was going to say, you've been in the UAE for many, many years. Mm. And I think it's a lot to do with that. And you psych- It's the same when you're in our home countries where it's the other way around and you've got central heating on. And I go home and I see my family and I'm like, why is the central heating on? I come from a hot country, but they just, you just get a psychological connection to you know mm. whether it's the air conditioning or the central heating and sometimes you need to go do you need it to be that hot do you need it to be that cold and mm. uh, try it or does that mean that you've got you're under like big thick duvets yeah my duvet is thick yeah it's thick enough but i think i i, I just like to be cool and i like to uh, if I'm hot, I, there's no way I can sleep. There's no way I can sleep. I mean, I, I you know, I, we haven't fully d- done out our uh, summer schedule now, but I know when we'll go to these hot countries and, you know, where AC is not as good as it is in Dubai, and I'll be like, oh, my goodness, how am I going to survive, do you know, the night? Yeah. Um, but, you know, I prefer to be cool. And I think it's very important, it is very important to know that the environment that you're sleeping in is is good for you and you've I think got that's to find really that. important yeah and that's the same as like you know whether you need to declutter the room mm. or how it's designed how it's laid out going into your space of sleep needs to feel really really nice that's your haven and i think that has a huge impact on your sense of well-being it's something that isn't obvious it's something that maybe you can't exactly explain but you feel it i think it really does make a difference do you have your phone in your room oh you i knew you were going to say (laughs) that next well let's face it most of us do i do have it and i wish i didn't have but it wakes me up in the morning but now i i um 
uh, with this iPhone 6, I'm not a techie at all, so just forgive me. Um, I can put it on flight mode and the alarm will still come on. Mm. Whereas my other phone, you had to have it on because the alarm wouldn't oh, go off. that's bad, yeah. And I don't want to have it out on the landing because, you know, I, I just want it next to me so I know that I'm getting up on time and, and everything's okay. But also TVs and, and laptops and, and whatever in the room, it's advised totally against that. And experts in who deal with... Um, sleeping conditions or deprivation of sleeping etc they will advise to get rid of all of that stuff mm-hmm. you've got an article here Eileen eyes ahead mm-hmm. so if your weight loss plan includes a lot of outdoor walking try this research based trick to increase how many calories you burn yes according to a New York University study if you focus on the target ahead of you a few blocks say a large tree or a building uh, or a monument you will move toward it faster also perception wise the object will seem closer to you when I was uh, including this uh, in this issue I immediately thought of this gentleman don't know who he is don't know his name don't know anything about him but I see him every morning but what uh, what do I see first I see a small red ball he throws the red ball in front of him and he walks to it all the time actually he changes between red and green I wonder is that a mood thing or what <laughs> but and then you wake up Eileen <laughs> <laughs> what temperature is your room at when you see this man every morning <laughs> oh dear <laughs> he's on my road and if he's listening he's at, you're in Arabian ranches in Sahil somewhere <laughs> it's not a figment you just of told my the world where you live Eileen <laughs> fantastic okay but this is a really so it's a great idea but we do live in the safest it's one of the safest places, I think, <laughs> apparently. I was listening this morning. One, one of the good places to live. Anyways, um, yeah, but I think... Uh, what it what what it doesn't amuse me, but what I what I see from him in particular, and of course, uh, again, this st- this study backs it up, is the fact that it, he has a focus. Mm. And he's focusing on something. He's not just walking willy nilly or taking in the surroundings, which actually can slow you down mm. and uh, you know take up more of your time. If you've got a focus where you're going to, uh, you aim for it. Don't let anything else distract. You. Obviously, you're watching for cars and safety and whatever, but you're going straight for that, and you'll get to your your place much quicker, and you'll burn more calories. So. So this applies for run, uh, for walking, but I can't see why it couldn't apply for running as well. Oh, it's a great idea. And the fact that you've got to bend down, pick it up and carry on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've never thought of that before, but there you go. So gentlemen out there with the red ball, whoever you are, <laughs> you've inspired us this morning. If you've got similar things that you use, maybe you have something that's a little surprising in pushing you a bit further, motivating you a little bit more when it comes to your exercise, please let us know. Yes, and I think it's a perfect time. I mean, I, I do think that everyone is on is on the wagon. Every class in the in the country is packed to the hilt at the moment with people. I think I don't know whether it's a frantic rush where we all need to feel like we have to look extra fantastic when we get home to our families. Well, it's a great motivator, isn't it? With yeah. people traveling, holidays are coming up, and it gives you something to work towards. That's exactly what I thought. Is you know, a few weeks ago, I've got four weeks till I go away. Mm. That's something I can manage. It's attainable. I can focus on that, and then when I come back, I've got another four weeks before I have another trip. So I, that, that's how I'm. Bringing Breaking it down for myself, mm. exercise-wise. You're, you're making a focus for yeah. you. Yeah. And that's so important. And it's a goal to work towards. And it's so important to have that. And even 
the the most important thing is that for everybody who is planning on traveling and going away and they're going to go away for a month or two months or whatever that the kids are off and they're out of the country don't let yourself slide during this time because when you come back in September it's hard it's hard to get back into routine again and you know you don't have to uh, be in classes or doing whatever you know that it is that you were doing here to keep fit you can find something at home in your place where you can keep active and take the kids out do you you have the opportunity to be in environments where it is easier to work out and be healthier and stay active yeah exactly uh, Marco's come back regarding uh, temperature to sleep in 25 occasionally 24 is good for us with the fan on constant so we keep the air moving and I'm showing that because it's a really good point one of the other things about the quality of sleep and if you you know getting the right temperature to sleep in and how your body is functioning through sleep with the environment you know whether it's hydrated whether the blood sugar levels are right but also oxygen levels as well so it's really important to have airflow through your room so you are breathing in and out uh, in a good way through your sleep and that uh, also will affect your energy levels the next day well i know my ac is on 18 degrees at the moment <laughs> so baltic <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely but I, I wake up refreshed in the morning so um what works best it? for you yeah and also just to squeeze in here yeah. uh, carb craziness on page 70 um why we need to cut the obsession of removing carbs from our diet we always want to talk about carbs let's talk about them again what are you telling us this month well, I think that everyone at some stage in their life has heard or or been on a diet where they have cut carbs out and you know basically in fact we have two features in the month in this month's issue as well where carbs are included uh talking about them that we have to stop this we have to stop this uh ridding of a, a, a macronutrient from our foods we need to have balanced meals and in order to do that you've got to be including your carbs but again of course it'll come down to what kind of carbs are you are you taking in um carbex, carbs complex carbs that won't spike your sugar levels that um, will sustain your energy throughout the day. If you are feeling slump and feeling run, uh, you know, lethargic, make sure you have a. You know that you feel slump and and uh, uh, lethargic at this particular time in the day. So you know, get a meal into you before that, so you'll get, you'll be able to get through that that time of the day. If you're going to work out, make sure that it is you have you've had a carb meal before that to give you the energy. Um, we, you know, the, the problem with with carbs and what people know about them, they have the 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 evil word with them is that they are, you know, inherently sugar at the end of the day, but. It depends on 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 how this sugar is processed. If it's a com if it's a complex carb, it's going to be much take much longer for the the to turn into sugar in your your body. Whereas it, when it's a processed sugar, that the ones that are the quick packets in pastas and biscuits and whatever, those are the ones we need to be keeping out. And we we say this so many times. And your body needs to have a certain amount of carbohydrate. It's designed for it to help with energy. It's about not overloading. So the 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 balance tips the wrong way and you go into that sugar slump or that carb slump and feeling lethargic and often it's in the afternoons people reach for sugar or reach for something so as you said tune into your body get the good sugars into your body in the right levels of it because again i think particularly in when it's humid and it's hot you need your water you also need a little bit of carbohydrate to keep your blood glucose levels correct but you yeah. need to be in tune and obviously if you're diabetic be very aware of what you should be doing 
morning mm. um, but certainly don't go without carbohydrates completely mm. you've just got to find the right carbohydrates for you and like you said avoid those processed carbs yeah and I think you know you have to realize too that f- the carbohydrates a lot of them contain fiber we need fiber in our diets we need fiber to move the toxins and waste out of our body so you've got to keep this in mind our brain needs it for energy we optim- to work optimally we need carbohydrates so the good ones would be uh, fruit Yes. obviously within reason yeah. don't go over but yeah, you need some good fruit in mm. there um, or and keep the skin on you know wash it but keep the skin on your apples great yeah. you know keep your keep your fruit in your diet I'm into my cherries at the moment Lovely. it's really not a bit expensive I have to say but nevertheless mm. um, so find pears I love pears and they're also great if they're in the fridge nice piece of cold pear nice and soft just takes away any sugar pangs exactly. for the bad sugars say, yeah, yeah. Um, and your vegetables fresh vegetables salad leafy salads all of that get that in abundance into your daily diet yeah and just just cut back on the on the breads and the, and the, the the pastas and the rice you know use portion control portion control is very important when it comes to carbohydrates use a, uh, use your fist as a gauge for how much or a half a cup of a specific uh, carb that you want to have in your in your diet rather than eliminating it Eileen Domiati, always a pleasure and uh, we wish you a happy summer. You're away on your travels and uh, Mm -hmm. the magazine continues. So pick up a copy and also interact with uh, Women's Health and Fitness on Twitter and all the social media as well. So uh, we'll catch up with you in a couple of months time. You have a lovely time. Thank you. I'm still here for a bit though, if Mm -hmm. in case you're wondering, but I will indeed. Thank you. you. Yeah. Thanks so much, Eileen.